man. Watch out, Doc. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Do you have questions or need advice for all the aches and pains in your life? We're here to help. This is Doc Talk with Hans Olsen, presented by University of Utah Health on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Oh, welcome in. I'm so excited to have another edition of Doc Talk brought to you by University of Utah Health. If you are new to Doc Talk, I am Hans Olson. We bring on some of the great physicians from University of Utah Health, and they give of their time to answer any medical questions you might have. 855-340-9663 is the number to call to jump online with us. And last week, we left about five people on the line that we couldn't get out to their questions. So I know a lot of people out there have medical questions. A lot of you have been sitting on medical issues as you've waited through the elective surgery period period and waited to be able to go in and get things fixed and waited for things to calm down. Well, you don't have to go into a waiting room. You don't have to get out your insurance card. You don't have to be around people or wear a mask. We just want you to call in. And we've got one of our favorites on air today, Dr. Robert Burks. He's from the University of Utah Health. Obviously, he is an expert in cartilage restoration, ACL reconstruction, shoulder issues, orthopedic surgery in general. And Dr. Burks, we're so excited to have you back. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Man, it's great to hear your voice. So everything's going okay, huh? How's clinic? How's the hospital? Are you excited well, to get surgeries no, back? I didn't say that. I, um, um, I'm doing okay, but obviously um, the hospital has been, you know, kind of turned upside down with uh, the COVID and, and our clinics have been way down because of not being able to get people in. So we're clearly far from normal in that regard. So we now have May 1st rolling around. I know that elective surgeries are, are, are being put back in place. What What's that transition going to be like for you, Dr. Burks? Well, I think it's going to be um, a slow start. You know, everybody's trying to feel their way through this. And uh, for the same reasons that elective surgeries got shut down with just fear of disease, do we have enough equipment, uh, you know, personal protective stuff, you know, and and so we're going to start back, but in a controlled fashion. So we're not going to be at full steam like normal. And then we're going to see how is it working? Uh, everybody doing okay. We've had no other major surges in Utah, et cetera, because uh, obviously that would affect us again. But if not, then we just keep building. With what you know of facilities and, and where we're at with this COVID-19, are, are we ready to take on elective surgeries? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think Utah in general has done a really good job. Uh, we've been probably a little bit fortunate about our geography, our overall youth and health of a population. Um, and and I think all of the medical uh, people in the state have worked really hard on being prepared and not maybe being inundated and i think people are pretty prepared and and sure things could go south potentially but i think right now we're looking reasonably good so 
I've got to imagine a lot of people have put this on hold, and, and that's one of the reasons I'm excited to have Doc Talk again today, following Dr. Monson from last week and being able to j- jump back on. Uh, and as, as we're kind of rolling into conversation here again, I want to remind people, if if you've been in a recent car accident or you know maybe you're out playing basketball or you're starting a new workout regimen, trying to change from going to the gym to now being at home and something has activated, something's hurting, you don't know what it is, but you couldn't go in and get help this is the time to call 855-340-9663 go ahead and dial us up get us in your phone that's 855-340-9663 and dr burks will take your question with whatever you're dealing with and we'll see if we can get you some help and get in point get you pointed in the right direction but i gotta imagine dr burks you, you've got a backlog of of people that have put off their injuries and surgeries yeah and unfortunately you know, we obviously don't want people to to die or have serious consequence with COVID. But unfortunately, there are a lot of people with very significant issues that we might argue aren't life challenging on the grand scheme, but they're really life altering with pain or limitation, uh, disability. And so I think getting some of those patients some relief to get moving on is great. Um, and we really need to get that started because there there are a lot of people that have really had to upend their own lives. Forget about the COVID, but just because they can't function as well because they are unable to get some of the treatments they need. You know, I know University of Utah Health and talking with Dr. Monson last week did a great job in communication with the physicians and and made sure you guys were all on the same page and moving forward. But I, I really am curious how they how they dictate an elective surgery as compared to uh, something that is um, a more needed surgery. Well, you know, uh, we got to confess that some of that comes down to the uh, physician themselves trying to be a good citizen and say, hey, we we in our own mind want to be helpful and not hurt the situation. So we want to look at what that impact is to the patient. But fundamentally, we started with life and limb. You know, if if life is at risk, if they're going to lose a limb, you know, serious infection, open fracture, uh, things like that, then, yeah, we keep rolling. But you know, if it's something that you said, um, hey, I've got an ACL tear in the knee and we think, well, maybe we got to sit on that for a few weeks. We don't like it. Patients don't like it, but we kind of felt at the time it was needed. Hmm. I, the great thing has been some of our, our, you know, and a lot of people have been doing this, but I think one of the fallouts from this coronavirus is going to be uh, some of the telemedicine effects with patients. Because clearly that's how we've been connecting and many other people have been connecting during this time. And it started slow, but the platforms have improved and um, and and it's really been a great way to connect when possible. Yeah, you uh, use the word fallout, but it seems like it would be something that could be quite helpful for the physicians. Oh, it's been great. But I mean, I guess just from, um, you know, the notion that there was some of this that existed. There were a few roadblocks in in place, mm-hmm. um, but I think there's been a general acceptance and uh, comes everywhere from state boundaries and legal issues to, um, you know, physicians and patients having the necessary electronic capability of communicating. And um, it, it's really 
it's come a long way, and I think it's really helped. Man, I'm so excited to hear that, Doctor Burks, because I just as a, as a dad who's dealing with injured children, or as a dad that's dealing with something myself, and not being able to get in, but being able to schedule a meeting, uh, a 15 or 20 minute meeting with a, a physician like yourself to go over with a camera or a video camera that that gives you good angles. And I know you can't manipulate the joints and see it yourself, but it would be really nice to be able to get that instruction. Is that kind of basically how things have been working through this new virtual hospital reality? Yeah, every once in a while there's a, um, you know, a technical issue with uh, the hookup with the patient. And so uh, we can't always do video although i guess i'd say right now we probably run 90 95 percent um and it's it's really great to be able to have patients demonstrate things as you mentioned you know there are certain things where you got to get your hands on and do a good exam but um if for example somebody had hurt themselves and and wanted to show their motion or their ability to move or you know, maybe even what the skin looks like. Uh, you know, it's really been a help to at least give them something. You're listening to Dr. Robert Burks with University of Utah Health here on Doc Talk. You can give us a call, 855 340 9663, with any of your medical questions. You know, if you've got questions in regards to, you know, what the backlog looks like, how quick you can get in for treatment or for surgery, uh, what May 1st looks like, what elective surgery changes there are, or if you just have a basic question about your own health, your child's health. We can take all those. 855-340-9663. Dr. Berks, are you ready to jump out and take some phone calls? I'll do my best. All right, let's do it. We'll start with Braden. He's been having a lot of knee troubles. Braden, go ahead. You're up with Dr. Burks. Hi, Dr. Burks. Uh, just hey. a quick uh, history of, of my knee. I've had three uh, medial left knee meniscus surgeries. The first was a repair. The next two were clips in the past two years um right before the whole COVID-19 thing came into into play I got diagnosed by two doctors that I need a high tibial osteotomy and in my mid-20s um I'm just kind of curious the the long-term effects of having this put off um just due to the coronavirus as well as uh when you anticipate that this type of surgery will be eligible uh, for me to get. Yeah, so most likely they're they're looking at your knee saying, hey, because of all that meniscus work, you are heading toward maybe a, a little bit of an early arthritis picture for a young guy. And the osteotomy that they're talking about, I think, is going to be the intent to take some of the pressure off so that the knee you know, hurts less, but also lasts longer. The good news for you in that regard is I don't think the COVID is going to impact you that much because this isn't something that, you know, two, three, four months is going to make a huge issue for you most likely down the road. Um, and so if you have to put things off right now because of the, the virus and the inconveniences, we'd say, yeah, that's you're the guy, unfortunately, that we would say, yeah, probably waiting's OK. We shouldn't rush you in. But I don't think it's going to be a real harm to you in the long run. Um, but that being said, obviously, you know, the doctors that have seen you and said this is a, a good way to go, probably, yes, moving forward with that at some point is a good idea, but it's not bad that you've got to be put off right now. Other than, you know, your knee may be sore and all that's not good, but 
yeah it's this it, yeah it's it's i guess it's just more of an inconvenience but i guess knowing that it's not uh too much of a uh hassle on my knee um the short term that's that's very relieving to hear Brady. Yeah, it's good. You'd be that guy that, you know, would come in, we'd look at, and if, if we agreed and said, yeah, that all that stuff makes sense, I mean, you're that guy that we would definitely say, in your life, make it convenient. So if work, school, family, something was in the way, your waiting won't be bad for you. So. Well, that is Go good to know. Thank you very much, you Doctor. You bet. Braden, sorry you're having to deal with all that. That's that. That seems like a mess and a pain. Is is that a typical, Doctor Burks, where you've got that? You know, where you're looking at three, maybe four, multiple fixes in a knee. Uh, well, unfortunately, yeah, it's, it certainly can come up, um, and a lot of it is what the patient gives us. Uh, so, a patient's leg alignment, for example, you know, the old Western bow-legged cowboy type guy versus somebody who's sort of knock kneed uh, things like that that you're just given uh, can have a big f- uh, factor and bearing when you do start losing cartilage. So, um, so I think that can be an issue, and I don't obviously know what his is, but might be something. It's tough to listen to somebody that's having to try to debate. You know, is the, am, am I? Am, am I furthering the damage of this joint as I'm waiting out this COVID-19 or furthering the damage of this injury? What's kind of a, a rule of thumb for that, Dr. Burks? Well, I, I think, you know, again, if, if the major issue is arthritis, that's obviously something that we feel can wait, certainly a few months anyway. Um, the ones that we worry about other than, you know, fracture and whatnot, but if it's in the joint, if the joint got stuck, so somebody all of a sudden had something jam up in their knee and they were unable to straighten it, that's something that we probably wouldn't want to wait on. So, so as long as people can have their motion and be reasonably mobile, uh, then we would feel most of the cases we could wait on that. You know, as we kind of have this stay-at-home order and we've tried to figure things out over the last near two months with this COVID-19, have you seen a major reduction in sports types injuries? Well, um, I would say yes, obviously, because much fewer sport is being played and a lot of people are out of the mountains or off their bikes. And so, yes, that has decreased. Um, But obviously, we have a lot of patients out there probably that we don't even know about uh, because they know they can't be seen maybe and so they may have been hurt and just said, well, I've got to suck it up and go with this for a while, and then I'll, I'll come in when I can. Uh, but clearly, even the trauma guys who, who take care of the car wrecks and, you know, the major injuries, that is way down just because people aren't traveling and, and exposing themselves to some of the dangers. So, um, so I, I, the sports stuff has got to be way down. I got to tell you, this it's just intriguing to think what the, the kind of the stay at home order did with the overall healthcare system. Well, and and you can even go to you know looking at the news where people talk about how the air is cleaner in a lot of cities, and you know, and that's obviously better for breathing. I mean, people aren't out exercising as much as they should, maybe, but the the, the stay at home has had a monstrous effect all the way around. Some of it sort of good in that respect, but obviously most of us are sick of it. 
Yeah, it's hard to believe. 855-340-9663 to jump on Doc Talk with us. You're listening to Dr. Robert Burks from University of Utah Health. We've got a couple of things that we want to make you aware of. Number one, the injury clinic is still rolling. And if you haven't heard about the injury clinic, uh, Dr. Burks, can you just kind of fill people in on what the injury clinic is all about and, and what you as physicians tried to do for the public? Well, I think the the big thing is, A, to give somebody um, a little bit of an after-hour capability. So we know that when school was in session, when people are in their jobs normally, it's really hard to see people, you know, eight or nine to five. And so the injury clinic runs later in the in the late afternoon so that it gives people an opportunity to not have to miss those other things. And it also is a way that that those people who, you know, might go to other Instacares or whatever can say, this is something that's really affecting me. Uh, I want to try to get a quick answer, uh, but I don't want to deal with, you know, an ER or other circumstances. I don't think it's that severe. And it gives them an opportunity to be seen and get evaluated and, if necessary, get some treatment started. It is. It's. It's. It really is an incredible opportunity for parents out there and for individuals that are suffering some type of acute injury. You can get in there Monday through Friday, twelve p.m. to six p.m. Currently, with the injury clinic, and as Dr. Burks mentioned, you can call ahead eight zero one nine nine seven nine nine five five. That's eight zero one nine nine seven nine nine five five. Or you can head over to the clinic. It's at the corner of Wakar Way and Foothill. Um, I, I do know that they would like you to call ahead in these current times with uh, COVID-19, 801-997-9955. But if you're sitting on an injury and you're wondering if you should be get it, get it seen or you're sitting on something that was supposed to be surgically repaired and you don't know where you currently sit, with the May 1st deadline and now the governor of the state of Utah, Gary Herbert, opening things up for elective surgeries, this is the time to to jump back in and see where you're at with that injury and start talking to these physicians. We'll open up the phone lines. We'll get back out to your calls coming up next. Again, it's 855-340-9663. Do you have questions about an injury that you're sitting on? Do you have questions about the way COVID-19 affected your ability to get in and get something surgically repaired? Do you have a child that's dealing with with something, some type of injury or, or nagging problem? We can help you. Dr. Robert Burks can get you help right here on Doc Talk. We'll jump back out to the phone lines and go to Doug. You're up next with Dr. Burks. Go ahead, Doug. Hey, how are you, gents? Very good. 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 Hey, um, 57-year-old with some shoulder pain causing me to uh, not be able to lift my uh, arm up over my head or reach behind my back like I used to. However, the good news is it's not affecting my golf swing. That's nice. But the pain, um, when when I do lift or, or try to use it in those motions, comes if you were to run your hand on the outside of the shoulder just as it goes down right as it starts going down into the upper um, arm areas where it hurts inside any ideas for me yeah that's that would be a bit of a common story are you right-handed i am and is it your right shoulder no it's my left 
Left. Well, it's interesting on your golf swing because your golf swing is supposed to depend more on your left. So usually that right side, you know, you get that a problem and your left takes over and you hit it straighter. But um, so, you know, you are in the age group um, where rotator cuff problems are very common um, and a lot of rotator cuff pain goes to the outside part of the arm as it just starts to go uh -huh. down. So. So people commonly will say, yeah, but I thought you said the problem was up high and yet my pain's down low. But that's a common area that people do get their pain with with a rotator cuff. Now, clearly, there are other issues that can be involved. But if you said 57, picking my arm up in the air, kind of pain on the outside part of my shoulder, um, yeah. we'd say rotator cuff. Now, it could be that it's more um, of an impingement sort of inflammation picture or it could be that you're working on some sort of tendon injury but um but i would say that'd be certainly high on the list would be thinking about your rotator cuff okay i, I kind of thought about that it's, it seems to flare up and hurt the most when i'm doing yard work should yeah, i well, stop the easy doing that answer, the easy answer to that is you're probably <laughs> married or something and have your spouse do it you know and just say hey the doctor the doctor told me i'm not supposed to do this yard work can you write him an official you can get me a note yeah. i'd appreciate that yeah, i can i can easily handle that and and i've also learned that dishes are bad and uh, golf is good so uh, you know just that's a good therapy line um so you know, this, there are is this a an x-ray is this an x-ray or is this uh, it can be, sure. There are a lot of exercises that can help. Um, I think a lot of the rotator cuff, unless somebody, say, falls off their dirt bike, mountain bike, and has sure. an acute sudden change, if it kind of comes on, typically we start conservatively, and I would say it depends on time. If somebody says, hey, it's been bugging me a couple of months, then I'd say, well, modify activity maybe a little ibuprofen. Uh, there are some exercises that you could even, we could even get you online uh, to try. Um, but for those people who say, hey, I just can't sleep at night. This has been going on for five months. So I'm not getting any better. Then obviously we'd say that's a come in, get evaluated, get some imaging maybe. And so um, that'd be the course. All right. Yeah, it's been it's probably been six weeks, uh, six seven weeks, something like that. Um, yeah, for six or it seven. It bo bothers say, me when I sleep on that side. Yep, yep. And and so for six or seven, I think we'd say if it came on somewhat gradually, we aren't going to you know hit the panic button yet. Um, sure. May, and maybe a little anti-inflammatory, a little activity modification, maybe you know ice if it gets real sore. I mean things like that where you'd say kind of common sense approach but um you know for those people that it just keeps dragging then obviously we dig in deeper doug is it sure. is there zero Literally. Is, is there zero yeah is there zero pain when you're playing golf on that shoulder isn't that funny yeah um i don't have any reaction um to any kind of pain uh when i'm playing golf um and it doesn't hurt when i'm just sitting around um not doing anything it yeah. it, it hurts when i when i try to use it try to raise it above my head or try to reach my back to scratch my back yeah. or something right one of the advantages obviously for golf is that most of the activity are below shoulder level and so and so that that is an area where a shoulder that hurts or has a certain level of damage tends to function better and people tolerate it better. But then you get out and you say, well, I play tennis 
or I, I play a lot of, you know, basketball during the week and your arms are up and you're reaching for rebounds or you're doing sure. things, then obviously that's going to pick it up. But golf, fortunately, is one thing that that with some of this, people can hang in there better. So. Dr. Burks, okay. is this uh, is is this something? Uh, well, I I was thinking if there was a lot of pain, but I guess where you're sitting around, is this something that a cortisone shot gets into? Is that an area that something like that helps? Yeah, you bet. We um, we in situations like this again, you know, you image and examine and say, yes, I think we're on the right track, and we we commonly will do that. Um, I think the main message is that that without surgery, a large percentage of patients can get better um, and not and not worry about, oh, I'm tearing my shoulder apart or, you know, I'm ruining things. Um, and so we're slow in in Doug's approach to jump on it unless Doug comes in and says, hey, I'm so weak, I literally can't lift my arm up in the air. That's a different deal. But if it's sort of like, hey, it hurts when I get up there, but otherwise I can do things. Uh, those are people that we can help conservatively, and so hmm. we certainly start with that approach if possible. Great advice. Well, thank Dr. Burks. Thank you, Hans. Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate the information. And get out there and golf, man. Just yeah, enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Doug, and, and and we can get offline, and I can help you with some of those uh, things for your yard work so just, you know. <laughs> this could work out to be a good thing for you Doug yeah. much, much appreciated uh, yeah no problem thanks for the call that's exactly how it's done we appreciate it 855-340-9663 again that's 855-340-9663 to jump on with Dr. Robert Burks let's jump back out to the phone lines and go to Justin you're up next with Dr. Burks go ahead Justin so, kind of like the last guy, my shoulder, um, it's my right shoulder, I'm right-handed. Um, it will, if I stand stagnant, my arm straight down to my side, it'll go completely numb and dead, and I can't lift it. Um, I have no strength above my shoulder level. If I try to lift anything, I can't. Um, if I go to reach behind my back over my head, it'll pop out a soccer real quick and then go back Jeez. in. And it's just, it's been years and years. Of- wow! Wow! How old are you, Justin? I'm 35. And when your hand is at the side and the whole thing goes numb, is it every finger? Yeah, it's my whole hand is numb. It, it almost goes into like a cramp position, and I can't even. I have to put my hand or arm on something and like bend down to actually pick it up. Because yeah, I can't so, lift my shoulder at all. Yeah, so you're you're not at all like Doug. Um, well, and, I and shoulder. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I mean, you know, you're the guy where you know the um, the telemedicine and um, you know the stuff on the phone is really difficult. So you're you know you're describing symptoms that sound. Um, nerve and artery oriented, you know, neurovascularly, where you talk about your numbness, you talk about your shoulder sounds like it could be loose where you say it might come out of place. And then your inability to lift, you know, obviously we start thinking about not only nerves, but again, 
could you have something going on with one of your tendons if it's been going on that long? So you're the guy who takes a lot of time. Um, and, you know, it's maybe not emergent, but you're the guy that, that you know, you have to get hands on and you have to look at and, and feel the shoulder. How loose is it? You know, what is your true weakness? Feel your pulses uh, when your arms in different positions uh, and get imaging. I mean, you're, you're that complicated guy that isn't the, um, you know, hey, I dislocated skiing or I fell off a horse, can't lift my arm up and, and have a rotator cuff maybe. And this is, you know, you're that guy that's going to take thought. Justin, have you ever gone in and, and have you ever had an MRI or imaging or any kind of evaluation on this? Um, well, it happened when I was playing for the Utah States, that little arena indoor football league they had a few years ago. Yeah. Um, Ten years ago. And my shoulder popped out of socket during practice, uh. and the trainer wasn't there. I had sat there for about a half hour. Then she got there, popped it back in. I went to the doctor, and they just started shooting me with cortisone for the rest of the year. And then I stopped playing. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, obviously the people who – there is an entity when people have their shoulder and it's really loose and we kind of call it the dead arm, which, you know, maybe isn't pure numbness, but it's a little bit like what you're describing. And that can be when the ball in the shoulder is, is not sitting perfectly centered. It's kind of sagged a little out of place and people can get that sense that, Hey, I've got a dead arm. And, um, but I, but I do think that, you're the guy who, you know, you'd, you'd sort of argue you're young enough at 35 and it sounds like you're very limited that if indeed the determination was arteries and nerves are overall pretty good, but it's really reflective of you being loose from having had your dislocation and maybe you have a little other natural looseness. Those are things that can potentially be helped. Um, and so I would say, you know, I wouldn't just keep living with it. I'd certainly get it evaluated. Yeah. I've tried to do workouts and things, and it just, it's not a sore hurt. It's an actual, like, feels like somebody's putting a high stick through my shoulder when I try to work out with Jeez. even, like, five-pound weights and doing three-way raises and stuff like that. It just hurts too bad to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, and you're too you're too young to have that. and And so I think you'd say... You know, with an exam uh, and a determination about how loose you are. And then, uh, as Han said, you know, maybe an MRI and, and go down that route. You're the guy who um, isn't going to be the little simple fix, but yet okay. I still think you've got a good chance that you can be made better. And so you at least seem more functional than what you describe. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank okay. You. All right. You bet, Justin. Great call, Justin. Thank you so much, and, and good luck with that. And uh, again, you know, where we have this injury clinic, that's an opportunity for you to come in and, and be seen. Um, I know that it's it's a look at mostly acute injury, but these are physicians that are willing to take a look at these injuries and see if they can get you some help and get you pointed in the right direction. Um, we appreciate the calls. That's exactly what this is all about. Great calls. Eight five five. Three four zero nine six six three. That opens up the phone line. Eight five five three four zero nine six six three to jump on with Dr. Robert Burks from the University of Utah Health. If you've got an injury, 
Give us a call. We'll get to your phone calls next. You're listening to Doc Talk, presented by University of Utah Health on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I love Thursday evenings on The Zone. You've got Doc Talk, and then it's followed by the movie Zone with Austin Horton and Johnny Lightfoot. They do a fantastic job kind of giving you insight into what's going on in the movie industry, and there is some crazy stuff going on in the movie industry. Austin was just telling me in my ear that they're going to be talking about later this evening. Uh, You ought to stay tuned. And always giving you some great insight, some advice on what to watch over the weekends as well. So that's the movie zone that's going to follow Doc Talk here momentarily. You're listening to Doc Talk with Robert, Dr. Robert Burks, brought to you by University of Utah Health. You can give us a call if you've got any medical questions, 855-340-9663. That's the phone line. And like we said, you don't have to wait in a waiting room. It's no cost. Just an opportunity for you to talk to one of the board-certified physicians from University of Utah Health. And Dr. Burks, before we jump back up to the phone lines, I've got a couple of different questions coming in on on uh, on social media yeah the, the the predominant question that continues to come in is that people are scared to come in to get their elective surgery should people be worried or scared to come in and, and be seen and and try to get these surgeries done well i mean i i think some of us just don't have the answers to to all of that i think um we, for example, at the Orthopedic Center, um, test everybody coming in and out the doors as far as temperatures and, and history of illness. If they're going to get operations done, uh, we're doing a COVID test on everybody. Um, we are taking every precaution in the operating room um, and recovery and that sort of thing. So I, I would say we can't say there's no risk. We can't say it's identical to what it might have been six months ago or nine months ago. But I think it's such that for healthy patients who don't have other what we would call comorbidities, other illness aspects that make them more at risk, I think it's really a very low concern to come in and get something done. Yeah, and I know that a lot of people have that on their mind, and I can understand that. But you know, Doctor Burks, I just encourage people that if if you if you've got something that is hampering your ability to to live a healthy life, that is causing you pain, that is bringing down morale, maybe pushing you towards depression. That's something that you do need to be seen for. And there are virtual ways to be seen, but we want you to get those things taken care of. And with the announcement that elective surgeries are being rolled out as of tomorrow, we would really like you to, to start to get in, you know, more involved with the betterment of your health and maybe these elective surgeries. Uh, the other question that I wanted to ask before we jump out to the phone lines, where do we sit with bariatric surgery? Um, oh, that, that that's that's one that I'm going to have to pass on because that's way out of my uh, out of my expertise. Okay, that, that that one's not in that field. I I was wondering where it sits with electives if that is uh, considered an elective. Yeah, boy, I don't. I, I I would say I'm not the expert. I don't know. I'm sure that they've been at least delayed, I, and maybe they've still done a few things. But I'm sure that it's been hampered. 
All right. So you're, you're saying that you, you, you don't want to do a bariatric surgery on me. Yeah, well, <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> I'll put it this way. You don't want me to do a bariatric <laughs> surgery on you. <laughs> uh, Dr. Burks, I, I guess this might be a personal question, but I, I, I think about our medical professionals so often. I, I do want to ask you this. Are, are you scared through this? Well, no, and, and, and part of that is not like I'm brave or I'm uh, unique or anything like that. We, you know, in orthopedic surgery and the world that I deal in, you know, we've been somewhat insulated. Um, when the elective stuff got shut down and we weren't seeing patients as much face-to-face, um, you know, still a lot of work going on, telemedicine going on, other things happening, but I wasn't in the trenches. And it's really the guys who are in the emergency room, in the intensive care unit, the people taking care of the emergencies, the traumas, you know, the acute fractures that are a little bit more on the front line. And I'm sure had it more or still do have it in the back of their mind. But in the world that I live in, um, you know, we've been a little sheltered. You know, I, I feel like our state has handled things so well. How, how much of that has to do with some of our medical infrastructure, the University of Utah Health, and just how strong we are with our medical infrastructure here? Well, you know, this is a very unique uh, situation that um, I think our infrastructure is very good, but the major medical players have really cooperated for the first time, you know, on a major concern. And I think that when this hit, it didn't become us and them and, you know, this plan, that plan, everybody was in it together. And I think that the university, along with IHC and the other major players in the state, you know, really said, hey, we've got to work together to take care of people. And um, and it's a tribute to Utah, you know, that 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 the people were listening, cooperative and doing the best for the citizens in the state. And I think that helps make us better prepared than maybe certain other states. I love how you put that. And and that also, you know, really gives me security. I, I'm hoping that that gives people here in the state of Utah security that we do live in in such a great unified state. And to, th- and to think that, you know, all, all the different medical professionals from all areas of, you know, different facilities would come together with one goal. But it, it was it was unified, huh? Yeah, no, I think it was. I, I think that. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, you hate to see that something really bad has to happen to make it work, but at least it did and it worked efficiently. And I think that the different inputs to the governor helped, you know, the those decisions be reasonable based on what Utah has and what our preparedness was. And, um, and I think that's kept us maybe a little healthier and a little less clamped down than certain other locations. You're listening to Dr. Robert Burks from University of Utah Health. We'll take a quick break and see if we can sneak in one one more phone call coming up next. 855-340-9663. If you've got a question for the doctor, it's 855-340-9663. You're listening to Doc Talk, brought to you by University of Utah Health. You're listening to Doc Talk, presented by University of Utah Health on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
You're listening to Doc Talk, 855-340-9663. With any of your medical questions, you can do- jump on with Dr. Burks. That's 855-340-9663. And Dr. Burks, I know that you work very closely with the University of Utah Athletic Department. What's what's this uh, uh, what's this uh, sports delay been like for you? Oh, boy, you know, it's um, it's obviously been miserable. We lost the end of the basketball season, uh, lost all of our spring sports. And right now, you know, clearly the big question is what's going to transpire in the fall moving forward? You know, when can kids maybe safely come in? Uh, does it push seasons back? Uh, what about fans? Uh, it's everything is really in a state of flux do you uh, or do you uh, sit in meetings or or do you hear a lot of rumors that swirl about getting sports back or what type of testing we need to get sports back do you do you hear much of that um i'm not i'm not on the inside of that uh you know one of the problems that sports faces like if we talk about the university of utah and stuff is you're talking about states And so, you know, when you say, hey, things are opening up May 1st, well, that's true for us, but not for the next state. Yeah. And and so and so you have state governments controlling what their schools within their state might be able to do or not do. You have the NCAA obviously trying to make a big group of people happy. And then you have parents and you have kids uh, and someone might say, hey, I don't want to take a risk or I don't want my child involved or whatever. And boy, there's a lot of unanswered questions on how to deal with all of that moving forward. Yeah, I can't imagine um, just the uncertainty of the differing states and, and trying to understand where each other sits on that. Well, I mean, just imagine that you said, OK, things are looking pretty good. And then, you know, the news says uh, eight kids on the UCLA football team tested positive. You know, what do you do? Yeah. I mean, do you do something with say, well, maybe UCLA doesn't play or is that does that affect Utah, too? I mean, I mean, you know, it's a tough deal moving forward, I think. Well, and, and you know, Doc, you know just how rampant a flu can run through a, a locker room, how quick it can happen. Well, yeah. I mean, we look at, you know, in the Navy, the on the aircraft carrier, you look at some of the cruise line ships, uh, you look at nursing homes, obviously those are debilitated, unhealthy people potentially, but still, um, you know, the meatpacking plants, when people are on top of each other right now, um, it's been a problem. Absolutely. And hopefully we can start to get this thing cleared up. I'm sure it's going to take some time, but it was heartbreaking to see these spring athletes lose their season. I I bet that was hard for you. You know a lot of them personally. Well, and I mean, I was down at uh, in Vegas and here we are, we play first game of the Pac-12 tournament and heartbreaking for me, you know, Utah lost, but, but, you know, then you hear two hours later, tournament's over. I mean, we're done. Everybody go home. And it's, you know, I mean, it was, I mean, that whole thing was terrible. And then of course the NBA, same thing. And, and I think, you know, you know, you know it as well as anybody, yeah. you know, you go home and you say, oh, I'll just watch something. There's nothing, there's nothing to watch. <laughs> and, and it's like, oh, you got to be kidding me. So and it's really tough on the kids. I mean, I feel I really ache for, um, you know, the kids who've played so hard, worked, conditioned, 
it might be their year, it could be their last year, and all of a sudden it just kind of goes up in smoke. It just doesn't seem right, but you know, it is the way the world is right now. It really is, and 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 just to wrap up, Doctor Burks, what I what I would like to do is one last time have you reiterate to people as elective surgeries open up, give them advice and suggestion on how to move forward with whatever might be bothering them, maybe how to make that decision on moving forward? Well, I think um, if they haven't been seen, I think the time has come that they can be seen. So we're along with elective surgeries, we're seeing some patients face-to-face. Obviously, we have some patients with telehealth. So I think if there's a problem, it's, it's probably time to say, I'm gonna start making contacts to get it evaluated. If it's something that's already been evaluated and you know, the patient's been put off because of the, of the virus problem. I mean, the, the, the wave is going to come where they're going to be able to get done, but it's going to be slower and no one's going to be able to look down the road and say, I know I'll do it in two weeks because we have to let it play out a little bit. We have to do what we can, but we have to make sure we're not harming anybody and that there's no surge in Utah and, and, you know, putting, you know, PPE and everything else at risk if we have too many patients. So they'll be able to get done. It's just not going to be as convenient as as normally we'd like, you know. But right now is the time to start to make those contacts and... and... Yeah, absolutely. There's there's no reason. I mean, there that avenue is, I think, open. And, um, and again, it's going to not be as convenient. It's not going to be like hey, I can maybe make everything happen tomorrow, but yes, we can start doing that. And I know, obviously, University of Utah Health, you you spoke on this earlier, that your clinics and the hospitals are taking extra precautions to make it a safe environment for people to come into. Sure. I mean, everything's being done. And, you know, clearly we look at it and say, doesn't mean something somewhere can't slip through a crack or whatever, but as much as possible, I think it's a pretty darn safe environment given the circumstances. Big thank you to Dr. Robert Burks. Big thanks to all the callers, Braden, Doug, Justin, the callers, you make it great. We have a lot of fun talking with you. I apologize that I probably went into too many questions, but I do love talking to these physicians. I love picking their brain. Obviously, we're in a strange time, all of us in this together, and these physicians are so great to take some of their time to come on this show with us and and share their knowledge with the situation. So, Dr. Burks, we're so grateful to you. So great. Uh, my pleasure. My pleasure. And no grateful problem. grateful to yeah. the University of Utah Health as well. You can go to sportsmed.uofuhealth.org or you can get into that clinic. You can call them 801-997-9955. And next Doc Talk will be right back here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone, May 7th with Dr. Mack. Dr. Burks, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. My pleasure. Take care. There you go. That's Dr. Robert Burks. This has been Doc Talk. Stay tuned for the Movie Zone next.